Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. My name is George Weedman, and we have done this 30 times before. Can you guys? Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's been, a, been a while, a couple of them. Yeah. I have Jimmy Belikoff and Matt Visual in here, and we also have Todd of Rated S Games joining us once again. Hello. Oh, yeah. It has been Hi. a year since the last time we have been on the TOVG podcast together. And you know how I know? <laughs> because it I, is I don't know. How one, do you know, one, 2015. Dang. Well, it's 1 2 2015 for a lot of the people listening. Yeah, oh. but right uh, hey, now. Hey, whoa, it's this is one, like one. on demand. This could be any time for them. Uh, that's true. It, it well, it's time of recording. Time of recording is January 1st. Okay. 2015. So, uh, they have a choice what time they want our 1-1-2015 to be, but uh, yeah, but we took we took December off. I mean, uh-huh. it, or not? We took Christmas off. So yeah, one, so one it's week been a while. December. A whole year has passed, and um, <laughs> we've we've been through a lot. Thirty podcasts. Yeah. This is the thirty-first. It's it's uh, crazy. It's a it's a celebratory occasion, I guess. If if podcasts. <laughs> were days this would have been a full lengthy month of podcasting someone's gonna do that someone's gonna like listen to one a day for a month and then they're just gonna i don't know be really happy because of how great the podcast is (laughs) and then they'll be like they'll be upset after because we don't actually put out one a day yeah then they'll be mad it's the best podcast i know of (laughs) i don't it's the best podcast I'm currently on. That's for sure. That's. I mean that that is definitely true. <laughs> Jimmy, but, but Jimmy just said I don't. <laughs> Non-committal I, answer there, Jimmy. I don't know. I'm Are just you really... uh, nothing. Nothing on the podcast. It's, it's, I'm just feeling a little sick on this first day of the year. Yeah, that's I another know. thing that's happening to people these days. Is that yeah. on top of them magically time traveling a whole year into the future last night, um, a lot of my friends are sick. Yeah. And not even like I'm not even like hungover sick. I went to bed at 10:30 after some Nyquil last night, and I didn't even see you know the New Year roll over or anything. And I slept for about 11 hours. Nothing and exciting happened. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I figured. I mean, I figured it's the same ghost from 11:59 to 12 every like every year. Um, yeah, know? man. Apparently, Florida man committed four four <laughs> crimes, right? I saw that. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I, I'm always looking forward to more Florida men. Yeah. Florida man calls nine one one when uh, Xbox and PlayStation crashed. Oh yeah, and you see like a right. picture of it. Like we're we're gonna oh be gosh. getting into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, about about people trying to ruin Christmas. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, but I mean, until that point, up until Christmas, I I brought my Wii U with me to uh-huh. uh, the family's house. <laughs> How did that go? It was beautiful. I snuck it under my my uh, under the guest bedroom's armoire, and okay. and just like broke out the gamepad every night and played Smash until I fell asleep. And it was like yeah. wonderful. Oh, yeah. oh. See, no. see, what I thought is that you like brought it to the like the gathering to like have a fun right. party with everybody. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, no. I did that at a, at a different relative's house, and that so was you were oh, playing okay. by yourself. Fun. But he yeah. just smuggled it in for his own entertainment. That's wow. great. No, I did. You and it selfish was great. bastard. It worked I know, fine. Right? It's, no, the, it's I mean, the Wii. My parents yeah, don't want to play video games. Yeah, I have to show them Bayonetta. You have to show them the booty game. <laughs> no, yeah, have no, show them that you do it. I'm keeping that one to myself. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it, I like the idea. I like the idea of like somewhere in the room you were staying in. There's like a very 
like they're, they're like under something there's a console that like quietly hums to life mm -hmm. after the clock strikes midnight and it's you with the gatepad like <laughs> under the covers in bed no that is that, exactly what happened that's every such day. a beautiful image wow it's, it's like really 90s i love it yeah and that's yeah. that's what i love about the wii u like i i talked a lot about it in the video and i wanted to cram in a part about how okay like the gamepad controller gives me awful hand cramps like it mm -hmm. and i don't know if anyone else has gotten this and i don't know if it's just because i was playing it too much the first two weeks i had it <laughs> But um, it, it really like crimps your whole hand in a really uncomfortable position if you're a grown ass adult, and um, <laughs> but but on the other hand, it has a screen on it, which means I can play Smash <laughs> in bed, dude. <laughs> which makes the pain so worth it. You want to know what is the greatest thing that I never knew about until a few days ago? What's that? The reason? Okay. They've been releasing a lot of Game Boy Advance games on the uh, on the virtual, virtual console, console. specifically mm -hmm. for Wii U though. They haven't released a lot of them on 3DS, and I was like, you know, why would they do that? The 3DS is the best place to play these mobile games. I have been playing Metroid Fusion mm, on yes, the gamepad. Oh my gosh! Oh my mm. gosh! Why would it's it perfect. Be better mm. on the gamepad than on the 3DS because of the big screen. Well, I I'm not saying like it's better on the gamepad over the 3DS. I'm saying it's better on the gamepad over the TV. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd imagine that. Because, because it scales GB, up pretty well. The it GBA looks good. graphics, yeah. It That's... just, but it just like looks, it looks like it fits on that tiny screen. And since it's practically just a bigger GBA, like it's like playing a GBA at home and you're walking around, you can play these cool games. It's like Metroid Fusion's on there, Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire's on there. They have a fucking bunch of super nintendo games of kirby superstar i mean ah, it's great dude it's great. the virtual console is the shit yeah it's awesome uh, absolutely one of the best things that nintendo has gotten to actually work properly <laughs> it's like the whole reason i want to get a wii u in the first place because the, the one on 3ds is very limited compared yeah, yeah. very much and see that's the, that's the fun that's the fun thing that's why I, I really like that about the uh the wii u is just like well there aren't a lot of games on there there's so many fucking games and they're all yeah. games that you already know that you like and you yeah. haven't played in so long that don't even <laughs> pretend that you still remember exactly how you felt when you played those fucking games because you fucking don't so and play them. compatibility <laughs> yeah, yeah. And right. you can play whatever you want to play on the wii still for that okami i guess i don't know something I, I, I you can do something xenoblade you could do some Xenoblad, or you could just get the new one. But I guess you could also do the old one if you want. Chronicles. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, are they going to start selling the old one legit again? Because those characters are all over Smash. There is so much Xenoblade in Smash, it is ridiculous. I, I don't think so. I think that they don't want to make money. So Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I have had my suspicions. If Nintendo wanted to make money, they would have a system where you can quickly and efficiently friend somebody on your nintendo console <laughs> and then go to their wish list and purchase them a game to which they can just receive if they wanted of... to make money they would manufacture stuff people are, are demanding that they want to buy <laughs> yeah yep yeah i i might finally get my hands on a gamecube adapter but it won't happen until magfest and yeah. i won't be buying it from nintendo yeah, it will be a a internal transaction here in the TOVG community. Yeah, because <laughs> I cannot find it anywhere else. And someone, uh, am I allowed to? Look, what? Why? Fine. Okay. Apparently, um, Gerard, Gerard has, has extra ones. Extra ones. Yeah, and yeah. he's gonna sell me one. Yeah, and yeah, I just, just uh, 
I, it, I, I genuinely don't think that Nintendo has the production space. I think that they literally <laughs> have only so much space for things. And they're like, all right, well, some, some Amiibo's got to go. And Mario's like, fuck you, I'm the best. And yeah. so it's and, like, and well, so Mario's like, no, not leaving. Let's make more Luigi then. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you like you see that picture of the shelf like full of Luigi's and Mario's and no one else. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much how it's gone. But at, at the same time, though, despite the funniness of that picture, Mario is still the best-selling amiibo. So, so as of whenever the fuck they said that, like a month ago or something. Yeah. So I mean, we, it, we we we're all like aware of all these different kinds of amiibos, but most people are like Mario, Pikachu, Link. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I heard a rumor Kirby. that they're going to be discontinuing Samus, which is like... <sighs> Make her another fucking game, you assholes! I mean, to, like, <sighs> realistically, that makes the most sense out of all the discontinues, because that's, like, what that's not selling well, because nobody wants regular Samus. Like, they want Zero Suit, or they want oh, like, fucking competitive they characters. God. I'm, I'm going to be so sad when, like, the next Metroid game after Other M is, like, still... Like half of the cutscene is just zero suit Samus's butt. Don't, don't, please don't say <laughs> that. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna be a really, really good uh, follow up to pr the Prime series. It's gonna actually boot Other M off of the timeline and put bring Prime back into the timeline. I would love that. Be, like it would make I would so love much that too. sense. I'm saying that's what's gonna happen. I, I don't see why that wouldn't happen. I'm pretty sure Nintendo is aware of the backlash that Other M received. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that they're that they're painfully aware. If they've been if they if they've been like savvy enough to start inviting like YouTubers and stuff to things that they do, yeah, they know how this community feels and how in, the community in general no. feels about that game. But you know what I'm you know what I'm afraid of though. What I'm afraid, afraid that of? with with specifically Metroid and F Zero, I'm afraid that they, that Nintendo has seen the backlash on the most recent games and was like, oh. So what you're saying is you don't like the series anymore. Wait, okay. F-Zero? I mean, like... What backlash was there on F-Zero? I'm, I'm, I'm talking more about Metroid on that, but I'm saying, like, the last F-Zero games, at least in America, didn't sell super well. I mean, it was, what, GX? And that wasn't, yeah. like, a big hit because Mario Kart yeah. came out around the exact same time. And well, so, it got super good reviews, though. It was, yeah, like, right. it was my favorite it's game on the GameCube besides Re4. Absolutely. But if I it love that game. But Me if it too. didn't sell as well as Mario Kart, then people, then I'm sure Nintendo was like, well, then, Mario Kart's the more profitable racer. But what I'm saying is, I'm afraid that they're looking anything. at this. What I'm saying is, I'm afraid that they're looking at this and not going, oh, they didn't like Other M because we fucked Metroid. They're, I'm afraid that they're thinking right. that we're, that they the game that, is not going to sell. People right, don't like, like it. oh, people don't like Metroid games anymore. <laughs> so you're saying but, like, you they didn't, didn't make think a Metroid they game. fucked Metroid. They just think we don't like Metroid. Exactly. I'm. That's what I'm scared <laughs> well, see, of. And that's why I'm scared that we're not getting these games, which apparently we're getting Star Fox next year or yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, I, this year. I don't think that. I I think that they that they just don't know what to do. I, yeah. I genuinely think that they that they. It's, just, it's not a problem that like <clears throat> a lot of other big developers or publishers developers have like i mean so it's pretty people, yeah it's pretty are, much just like, like how, how are we gonna make another assassin's creed i don't know pick a fucking page in a textbook and then we'll just talk about that time period yeah. but like with f-zero <laughs> it's kind of like we put like 20 i think there was 25 maps in f-zero gx and yeah. like 40 cars and that game was fucking bonk that game is amazing it was yeah it's tight I genuinely don't even know what they would do. I, I haven't thought about it, to be fair, because I don't want to just make myself hurt. But 
But I like, would I would buy GX again. I would buy in, GX with, again with as well. VU visuals and solid online. I would buy GX so fast that I don't even. I PayPal <laughs> would probably break, and they'd have to spend an entire day in maintenance GX. to figure out how I transcended time and bought the game so fast. GX also <gasps> much like Wind Waker scales really well into high definition. If you've ever seen emulated footage of it, the environment yeah. oh, the dolphin, weak, but mm-hmm. the particle effects they like mm-hmm. are all vector made, so they mm-hmm. still look incredibly sharp in, in yeah. 1080p and, so, and the like, announcer still sounds amazing oh yeah yeah totally so, but i mean like seeing the blue falcon like there's a great the car models are great and the like glowy crazy shit that are spewing out of the cars look yeah. great they just need to to tighten up the tracks a bit more and they could easily make a uh, hd version of gx and everyone would make fun of them I mean, it would just be another old Nintendo game remade again, but I don't know, it's, it's, it's okay. I don't know like, why people complain about that. Like, they're, it, I feel like, especially in with, in the face of the lineup that they have for 2015 so far, of just of, like, just Nintendo games, Yeah, it's like, I mean, you can't be making fun of them for remaking one thing and then also making, like, six new cool things. Like, shut yeah. the hell up. I mean, because, like, in the end, ports and virtual console releases are not HD remakes. That's just ports and virtual console releases. So you can't say like, oh, they've re-released more stuff than they've, you know, like, than they've made new. Well, like, yeah, that's if you're counting like, oh, they released like 15 NES games. Like, yeah, okay, but that doesn't count as like a a game that they put in like development time into. That probably took a small team a small amount of time to do. But like, (laughs) if we're talking like Wind Waker HD with fully overhauled graphics and new like stuff to do in the game, or if yeah. we're talking, you know, F Zero what UX or Super Mario <laughs> U Sunshine X X or Super Mario Sunshine U or something like Sunshine stuff brighter, like brighter edition, <laughs> blue edition, Sunshine Sunshine. Now you'll fucking appreciate it when it comes out. Edition Ooh. like fucking if they did that, that would Source just spot. like. <laughs> the thing that I love about Nintendo when they remake games is that like they're not remaking it for like like they they wouldn't be remaking GX for me and you. They'd be remaking GX for the kids who literally were not existing when GX came out. Exactly. So that they could have their first experience of F Zero GX on a current console that they probably own. That's why remakes are made. That's why like I, I mean, I run a Pokemon channel and all these people are being like, yeah, I was born after Ruby and Sapphire came out. And I'm like, OK. Mm. And they're like, I've never played it before. So this is my first experience. And that's like, I mean, that's not something that we can really vibe with because we're old. We're, we're grown ass, <laughs> gumpy old men. <laughs> right. And so they're they're doing these HD remakes for the kids who like like the kid's not going to have a Game Boy Advance. They're going to have a 3DS. And so yep. it makes sense. It yeah. makes perfect I mean, sense. I guess, like, the the also, like, nasty kind of exploitive side of it is that unlike other mediums, video games just kind of won't work in the thing that you put them in 10 years in the future. Yeah. Right, right. Which is uh, why I never thought I would say this, but I really want someone to re-release Metal Gear Solid 3 on something, because I have lost the console that was my Metal Gear Solid 3 machine last (laughs) gen, and that's as one of if not my favorite game ever i'd like to have a version of it floating around at at some if not all points of my life 
<laughs> just walking around and just Metal Gear Solid 3 orbiting your head and you just plug Metal it into Gear whatever Solid you're holding. Metal Gear Solid 3 cell phone edition. I don't know. <laughs> oh, let's, man. Let's, let's, don't go there. Yeah. Let's, let's actually not make a Metal Gear Solid 3 for Android port. Well, so I don't... Maybe... I, 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 don't uh, get in there. That's, uh, it's a, that's a slippery slope. Uh, I feel like you're going to keep yourself up all night thinking about this if you go yeah. too far. Yeah. No, I'm going to be playing Smash all night under the covers. And then you're going to be like, oh, we're a snake, though. <laughs> Under the covers. Under the covers. Under the covers. Um, I, there is, Have you been playing anything else this week, George? I've been playing a couple of things. I uh, started a hard mode playthrough of Bayonetta 2. I think uh-huh. I'm the only mm. person in the world who's kind of sort of disappointed. Like, I remember last time I talked about it on the channel, you guys, I, I heard some doubt I uh-huh. was like, it's, it's the same game as the first, and you, you guys were like, you don't sound happy about that. And I yeah. was like, yeah, I guess I am, because I love Bayonetta. But at the <laughs> same time, that was before I got to a point in the campaign where they literally make you play through levels from the first game all over again. Yeah. And and it's a little different. Like, there's there's some different enemies, there's some different friends helping you out as you, you chop and hack and kick your way through. But it's uh-huh. still, like, the whole while, I was just like, seriously, guys? Seriously? Don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, everyone loves it, though. I don't I, know why you're upset about it. Because I well, played through Bayonetta 1 two times before I went into 2 on in the same month. Yeah. And well, one, one was on easy mode and one was on or normal mode, I mean. And the other one was on hard mode. So by the time I got to Bayonetta 2's normal mode, I was, I guess, kind of expecting more of a challenge. I blasted through it really easily, getting gold and platinums on almost everything just by mashing buttons. And now I'm going through it on the hard mode, and I'm noticing it's a lot less interesting than the first one because the Alfheim rooms are less hidden. Like, I, I got all the secrets the first time, I think. So there's not as many, like, new different things for me to do now that I'm playing on a hard mode, and the hard mode still feels not that hard. I, I mean, instead of getting gold and platinums every now and then, sometimes I get a silver, and it's... Uh, Sounds like uh, they played like, it if safe. You, if you, I mean, they they might have played it safe. If if anything, the game is easier than one. Yeah, that that's absolutely true. Yeah. It is easier just because they they put in the uh, what call it's like the over. I forgot what they're called. Where she where she gets the super big. All of her attacks have the hair. The the Umbrian climax. Umbrian climax. Yeah, that, I, that I makes kinda... that makes the game easier. But and it's the... like when you're when you're playing. If you go going from Bayonetta one to Bayonetta two is uh, it's not like. <clears throat> It's it's not like different 3D Mario games. It's like they had an oh, engine yeah. and it worked really well and then they had like, they had like, a bunch of different stuff they wanted to do and they did do different stuff, but you're still playing it the same way. It's basically a level pack for the same engine, the same combat. Like they tweaked the timing of some moves. They kind of nerfed a few things that uh you could easily rely on too much in the first game, but also like you were just talking about the Umbrian climax. That's another thing I kind of have an issue with. In the first game, you uh, build up your magic meter and then spend your magic meter on torture attacks, which do massive damage to one particular enemy. And in this game, you have the Umbran Climax, which turns all of your attacks into these really wide-sweeping kind of AoE crowd control attacks, which means you're doing massive damage to multiple enemies. Even though the option to torture attack is still there, you have literally no reason to do it because it costs as much as the numbered Climax and will distribute less damage so yeah, I, it's, it's like it's uh, like not as finely balanced either. Like I don't the, the timing and the animation and um for both you and the enemies is still beautifully balanced. But 
I still have literally no reason whatsoever to use something that was a core part of the game the first time, even though it's pretty much a level pack for the same combat of the first game. Huh. I mean, did of. you still enjoy it? I guess. You guess? So, okay. Am I, is this an accurate representation? Uh, it's Bayonetta 2 to Bayonetta 1 is like Super Mario Galaxy 2 to Super Mario Galaxy 1. Probably. And I, I mean, I also could like say Doom 2 to Doom 1, but Doom doesn't have story and personality, and I kind of like the story and personality of the first Bayonetta more. Mm-hmm. Like I, more, more than the second one? Yeah, the spectacles are crazier. The uh, it's your first time seeing these I like characters. Two a lot more. I, like I like the two's. first cutscene of two, but after that point, it it. Uh. I like I like twos a lot more. I thought one was really <clears throat> it got really. Basically, once they introduced Cereza, I was like, "Oh, shit, just got really boring. Like, really, just boring. I don't care anymore." That's it's my just, favorite part. You, you like nah, are chasing this tiny con- little girl around a yeah, horrifying it, it was, Zelda temple full of spikes and stuff, and it's it like rainy funny, outside. It, it's nice and cozy, and there's nah. some comic relief when you meet up with the girl. And Bayonetta's like, "I don't like kids," and then Luca looks at her and he's like, "Really?" And Bayonetta's like, "Maybe making kids though." And then, huh. um, and then oh my you, you like swoop onto a motor. <laughs> cycle and bayonetta jams her middle finger into it that turns it into a super awesome demon cycle that doesn't happen in the second game there, there's no there's no motorcycle moment like that like the motorcycle moment of bayonetta one is like it's so it's it's amazing like i just just it just when i thought i was used to the spectacle <laughs> of that game it just kept delivering even up until the very final boss battle during the final boss battle i'm not going to spoil it i'm just going to say things happen that i was thinking in my head how the hell are they going to top this for the sequel and they didn't <laughs> um, sounds, sounds like you're on that nostalgia thing I don't, I don't know i don't know if they I if played they through it anything. last like two weeks ago it can't be nostalgia I, I don't know when I played through Origins. When I played through Origins and I played two again, and I I hated two way back when I paid sixty dollars for it. And mm. when I you know when I got it now and I played through, I was like, maybe, maybe it'll be better. I this still is Dragon Age, it. right? Yeah, Dragon yeah. Age. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. So I mean, it, it could be nostalgia that I still like Origins, um, and I probably still hold it to you know higher than uh, Inquisition. But you know, I still enjoyed Inquisition. I, I'm I'm gonna replace Bayonetta two with Inquisition here instead of Dragon Age two because Dragon Age two wasn't even a game. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna put <laughs> wow, in the same category. But yeah, I, I guess I, I mean I still enjoyed Inquisition. <laughs> it was for what just it was. a hacking and slashing simulator. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Ouch. even a game. No, no. It was just a combat simulator. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. I'm just being hard on it. Yeah. 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 Well, uh if if no one's gonna gonna jump onto the stage, speaking of combat simulators, my week has been filled with a lot of guns of Icarus online. Ooh. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the, the the airships. Yeah. I uh I'd, I'd never played it before, I never watched any videos on it. I knew what it was, like I knew the, the like the idea, like steampunk flying ships around shooting other ships. Mm-hmm. And uh me and my friends did our Christmas steam sale gift exchange and it was like seven dollars for a four pack oh my god and so yeah and, and that was like the one that like the better one 
like there's like a regular version of the game for like a dollar and like the better version for 250 <laughs> and then a four pack for seven bucks and i was like fine i'll just get the four pack we live in, in wow. wonderful times right right and uh and so <laughs> i bought that for me and like six friends or something jesus and it's like i barely dropped like 20 bucks so that was <laughs> that was pretty great but it's like so weirdly enjoyable like I, it was different than what I thought it was going to be. And it's definitely like game E because there's like like you fly these like steampunk blimps around and obviously like, you know, whatever guy can take a fucking bow and arrow and shoot the blimp and that would be the end of your ship. But, you know, it's a game so you can repair the blimp by hitting the blimps generator with your hammer. But like it's it's super I don't know. It's super cool. There's like a bunch of ships and there's a bunch of guns you can put on the ships like we had this ally who had the fastest, like the fastest moving, easiest to kill ship in the game, and he just put flamethrowers on it. And for somehow that was the most overpowered bullshit in the game. He just like flew in and got in their face with a bunch of flamethrowers while we like sat back and played the game traditionally. And we, I think we went like eight straight matches one in a row. God. And yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. But so I guess. I've been enjoy- Go ahead. I, I guess like for um, context, like. I, I, it's based off of a Unreal Tournament 2004 mod that was called like just airships or something, and I played that. I haven't uh-huh. played um, Icarus though, and and so, but how much has changed? Like, is it still like a lot of the, the challenge comes from managing like navigation and also reload procedures from the first person? Um, not really. Actually, it's a it's a little more streamlined than that. Um, I kind of wish that there was mechanics like you know active reloading or something to uh to make it a bit more um Skill-based. i guess i guess interesting for the gunners and stuff but uh what it seems like if, if you're a gunner you essentially you man whatever gun is in the best place to shoot them you shoot them until your gun runs out and you reload but as a gunner you can have several different types of ammo switching ammo reloads the gun and different ammos do like drastically different things and have different properties. Like you can shoot fire ammo, but it moves real slow, so it's hard to hit. But it sets things on fire, and that's fucking annoying. So you like you <laughs> so, always use it. So you outfit the the smallest zippiest ship with all of those. I mean, like the the guy we were playing with actually you had the flamethrower guns attached, which they don't use a specific type of ammo. They're just flamethrowers, but. Um, I don't know. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of like neat things you can do with it. It's best played with a bunch of friends on Skype. Like, it, I tried playing by myself and just matchmaking with randos, and it was like depressing. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was only one time me and my friend, we, me and him, tried to go a two-player like rando match where we like jump onto someone else's ship and just be the crew while he pilots. And it like went fine. We did okay, but the best part about that match was that our our ally was new to the game, and he was like, he bought this game because he was like, I want to be a captain of a ship. And so he was like <laughs> on the in-game voice chat, and he was like, Give him another round, boys. I think we've got him. And it was like, oh no. Have you no, seen thank you. those those line battle videos that people um used to do in Mountain Blade Warband? Oh, I, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, I haven't the, seen it. The, there are some where they really get in character and have uh-huh. like sergeants running up and down lines of, of soldiers timing their fires in the right place. Oh man. And there was one guy who picked a character model that didn't have a mustache on it. Uh-huh. And the sergeant like pulled him out of the line and gave him a stern talking to. Oh, man. Sort of, for not a mustache, mustache at once, sir. 
<laughs> you have no place among these ranks without any mouth hair. <laughs> Everyone Delightful. could still repair like the guns and everything, right? And the and the um, you uh, and the engines. The, depending on your class that you pick, you could be either gunner, ng, or pilot. You have different like equipment slots for your right. loadout. So like the gunner gets three slots for ammo, but only one slot for a a engineer item. So you can pick. <laughs> You know, a fire extinguisher to put out fires, but you can't repair anything then. Or you can pick a spanner or a hammer to repair things, but you can't put out fires. Or you can pick a buff hammer and you can't do pretty much anything except for, you know, like upgrade shit. But if you're getting attacked, like that's not helping you much. And so, like I said, best played with friends on Skype. There's a lot of strategy because then like usually it's two NGs, one gunner, one pilot. And the NGs will be like one NG will take a flamethrower or fire extinguisher. The other one will take a buff hammer. So you can alternate between like upgrading your ship and keeping it not on fire. <laughs> keeping it not on fire. Yeah. Best yeah. job description. Yeah. That's that's how I spend most of my time trying to keep myself from being on fire. Yeah. Same condition, man. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so what about uh what about what about Matt? Let's move on to Matt. What have you been playing well, this week? Well, George already knows I've been playing a lot of Elite Dangerous. Oh, oh yeah, he gave what, me a what quick is tour. That? Somebody right. it's said weird. that those words earlier, and I didn't know what that game was. So it's the year of the space sims, apparently. Now you know, oh. Star Citizen and the first Elite day Dangerous of, of Space Sim Year starts yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> and they they they're both on Kickstarter, but you know, Star Citizen was the bigger one. It got millions of dollars and all that type of stuff. Okay, but they're different games, and Elite Dangerous is. Um, if you if you guys played Space Sim way back in the day, they this was like one of the first uh, like open world games, you mm-hmm. know, um, way back when everything was pixels, basically big pixels. Uh-huh. But Elite Dangerous is a space sim where it's kind of like a playground. I I guess it's it's kind of like Daisy, but in space, but except with you know not crazy bugs <laughs> and like falling off ladders and stuff like that. But um. It's you're you're dropped into this like galaxy, right? Where you can go anywhere you want. Everywhere mm-hmm. there's there's space stations all over the place. There's trade routes from um, each sector, each like system to another. There's like mm-hmm. uh, how do I explain it? Um, have you seen footage of it at least? I have not. You have? I have no. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, imagine you're in a spaceship and you have to. Um, mm, man, this is a hard one to explain. Okay, it's, I'm still it's in the spaceship. Explo- all right, you're you basically you. Let me go from the core stuff. You have a spaceship, right? Okay. And um, you basically go out and explore the world. And there's NPCs that you can run into. There, there's pirates. Um, that will you know will attack you. You know, try to steal mm-hmm. your cargo. Um, wait, wait, real quick. Are we yeah. are we in the spaceship the whole time? Yeah, you're in spaceship the oh, whole yeah. time. There's no planets. There's no planet yet. This okay. is this is this is a uh, bare bones right now. They don't okay, have any of that it. planetary landing yet or anything like that. So you're in spaceship okay. the whole time. Um, so you're always in the cockpit. So you could land in space stations and everything. And <laughs> you have to like request docking. Like it's a proper sim. Like you have to request and, docking. And then- and, and then dock. find your particular parking spot once you're there. Yes, exactly. And make sure you don't take anyone else's. 
Yeah, you, you can't actually? crash into anybody. Yeah. You can't shoot your me. guns or you'll get fined. You you have to land within 10 minutes or they will like say, oh, you're 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 hanging around too much and it will kill you. Like the NPCs oh, wow. are brutal in this. They'll kill you? Yeah, they will kill you. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. What kind of space is this? I don't want to live in a time where space is so mean. What the hell? <laughs> it's just a, a death avoiding simulator. <laughs> So, that's yeah, that's exactly all we're playing the these days. That's what I do in real life. I just avoid death all day. Why would I want to do that in a game? Well, I guess presumably because you get a spaceship. Well, hey, I mean, uh, technically, playing this avoiding death simulator will be part of your daily avoiding death IRL simulation because you won't be, you know, out in the streets getting almost run over or something. So, you know, technically, it's it's like a meta death avoiding simulator you know i feel like you're reaching jimmy i feel like you're shutting up now like like the fragility of of, (laughs) i'm kidding man things are getting heated in here but the fragility (laughs) that that you uh are also dealing with an elite dangerous probably means that death is is gonna be not avoided at all a few times like he was showing me from what i saw it seemed like there wasn't a traditional fast travel system like you would have to navigate large distances throughout this galaxy but you actually Turn your ship onto light speed mode and try not to hit stuff on your <laughs> there. Oh my god, fuck. This. No, no, no. Listen, the whole map is real space. Like they they try to, you know, have Orion's belt in the sky and stuff like that. Like every you can reach every star. You can just drive if you want, but it will take you a long time to reach somewhere unless you use the hyperdrive or the frame shift drive. Right? Mm-hmm. And um it it's you have to like aim at the certain mm-hmm. in a certain direction. Like everything and has a place. Like <laughs> it's, oh my and I noticed you like occasionally curving it to like warp into and out of gravity wells and stuff. Like there were there were HUD things like telling mm-hmm. you which direction you need to to turn your ship at what time in order to light speed to something at the fastest oh, time. Yeah, while when you're coming out of super cruise, ramming yourself into objects right. on the way there. Right, you That's have to like amazing. line uh, the distance and the speed in the blue, or you'll like crash into something, or like you could crash into stars and it'll bring you out of super cruise, which is like a a faster <laughs> travel, basically. It's and think it's about crazy. That, like, it, it sounds crazy. But, remember that scene in Empire Strikes Back when Han Solo is typing in coordinates for the hyperdrive, mm-hmm. and and everyone else is like, "Why can't you just go?" And he's like, yeah. "No, we'll hit an asteroid on the way there. We don't just teleport. We have to know what we're doing." Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't like that. I want to just go. <laughs> I want to just make it make it go from the oh, cold yeah, planet no. to the See, hot planet. Todd, be realistic here. No. If you're traveling I, through I space faster than the speed of light, I mean, you can't have everything, can you? <laughs> I clearly I can't not in this fucking game. I can't it's have anything. Yeah, it's I, not can't even, I can't even jack someone's parking spot. <laughs> no, no, you can't. It's basically <laughs> GTA, but even even more. No, it's Euro Truck Simulator with oh, the space. God. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, that's such a bad description. <laughs> that is such a bad. Description. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, like there is structure here. Like you, when you land, you can take up jobs. Like there's smuggling. There's all sorts of stuff on the board, and they're all timed and they're all like constantly changing. So you can like hunt for pirates, or you can uh, smuggle some goods or slaves, for instance. So you can find like yeah, you can find like all the trade routes for each system that has a certain amount.
amount of things to trade. Like, so if you wanted to get slaves, for instance, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's an illegal activity, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. You find out where you can buy some slaves and you give it to the guys who are asking for it. But in order to smuggle them into the space station, you have to run in silent mode. Turn maybe turn off your engine because there's power management as well. So you could turn oh, off no, everything no, on you. Like it, there, there's cargo space. There's everything. Like this is not like you know uh, one of those RPGs where you just have this humongous uh, inventory bag <laughs> and you know you guys can there's carry no everything. Space? Yeah. So, oh man. So you can this like you see this guy. You can safety. basically turn this off your engine and <laughs> and speed through. Uh, the the entrance without being seen, mm-hmm. and then turn on your engine so you won't get scanned, so the people oh won't see you, and you could like smuggle lots of cool stuff like that. And, this is uh, no elite that, that walk seems, in the park. No, it seems not. amazing. It seems glorious, and I will never ever play that. Yeah, not it's it's definitely years. not like if you watch a video right now, you're you're just gonna see. You're like, okay, no, I'm good. I'm good, and that's how I was. And I was like, I'm you know glad, what? I like though. being I... immersed into stuff like this. And I've always wanted to fly a, a good space sim and fly mm. a spaceship and everything. And I would love to have like multi crews, which they're planning on doing in Star Citizen, and I think in Elite Dangerous as well. Uh, just like uh, um, the game you were just talking about. Now it's uh, Ik- Icarus Online. I was about yeah. to say Kid Icarus for some reason, uh-huh. um, <laughs> but like stuff like that. It, it, the immersed feeling that you get from this world, like just being out here, even alone, it, mm. it makes you just feel really, really weird sometimes. Like if you mess up and you're you're like in the middle of nowhere because you uh, happen to um, press <laughs> press the wrong button, <laughs> your ship goes crazy, and you're like you're in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes you get interdicted um, when you're trying to travel somewhere. Like someone can stop you from from um, it will bring you out of hyperspace and you have to kind of like guide your ship to like uh the vector to just Mm. escape it and if you don't like your ship just twists out of out into space and it will you know if it's a pirate they will come to shoot you and these are like npcs and this is also open you know multiplayer as well so people can do that to you but like npcs will do that and and it will be like a battle You know, when when you were trying to find your parking spot, I think that was another player who who almost hit you on your way in. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, you know, that guy there's was, a lot of people that don't know how to bastard. drive. There's <laughs> a lot of people because you know when you get it, this, you this, had this, to back up and correct yourself. Yeah, well, not a lot of not a lot of people have flight sticks like who has a flight stick and, and if you do have a flight stick it's so, like you bought it like 10 years ago you know like right when that was Guilty is charged right and not right. everyone is buying flight sticks everywhere because of these space sims and it's 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 really weird now um so i played with a mouse and that wasn't so good i played with a 360 pad it was actually pretty pretty decent but then mm-hmm. i got a flight stick and you're gonna see the difference between like the people who are using what I think, I, of course, you could probably get good with a keyboard and mouse, but like, yeah, people will oh, crash yeah. into each other, and I've crashed into a bigger ship and died. So yeah, it wow. cost me a lot of credits. <laughs> so yeah, that's totally possible. But yeah, Elite Dangerous Space Sim, pretty damn great. Probably bare bones at the moment, but pretty damn good. Interesting. It's a lot of bones. Yeah, <laughs> lots bones. of bones. You could say it's a skeleton. Oh, oh! I, you, you did say that. I did. You, you yeah. could have. There was a point where all of us could have said that and hadn't yet, and then you said it. I did say. Now it. Now we said. can't take it back. Speaking of which, uh, Todd, what, what have you been playing this week? 
Uh, I was playing, I don't know if it's this week, but for a while, I was playing a bunch of, um, Halo Master Chief Collection. Yeah! Because a I like Halo. Game. Hell yeah. And hey. I wanted to make a video about Halo, so I was like, I'm gonna Halo. And that's just, that's what I did. I played so a bunch of Halo. freaking Halo. Don't, don't you feel no, that's did. weird? The dream. But making a video about Halo, like, for, for our review. Like, does anyone review Halo games? No. Like, no one no. does. I was thinking no about one, it, because I No one it. reviews anything that's not, no offense to some of my colleagues, that's not Nintendo or, like, Sega. It's right, like, right. all it ever gets from hey, me. <laughs> look, you and I are in the same fucking boat. You said, so, says you know, the guy who fucking did a Zelda video with me. Yeah, well, that was right before I had done a video on what? I don't even remember what I did a video on before that. Probably Bayonetta, actually. That's why we don't make those because nobody remembers them. Oh, I remember <laughs> what? I remember what? Shut I'm up. kidding. I'm just, I know I'm you just are. Kidding. It's still unfair. Damn. No, I'm super. I've been wanting to make a Halo video I, for a long time. So yours you should. gave me new motivation. It's, it's fun. It's tight. So yeah, and Halo is. Uh, I love it. After I, it was I, fixed, I, I love by it. The way, right? And at, well, I no, I didn't play them. I don't give a fuck. I'm playing multiplayer. I'm, I got I got shit to do. I can't be. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be doing multiplayer anymore. Like, I tried the Halo Five beta, and I was like, "This is amazing." I'm gonna not play it now because I don't want to have already played it. I want to play it when the game comes out. Right. Uh, but I, I I got a feel for it. It was great. Uh, but so yeah, I was enjoying Halo. I, I hadn't really played a lot of Halo Two. I just I just didn't. I didn't have the game when I was a small child, right. <laughs> so I didn't really get to play all of it in in a row. It was kind of like how I watched Cowboy Bebop. It was like every time I turned on Adult Swim, they were always playing the final episode. But eventually, I watched the whole damn thing. So I did that with Halo Two. I finally played the whole damn game in a row, uh-huh. and uh, I get. I get why people might have been upset at the end of it because of the ending. And uh, I hate and I hate the flood and they're miserable terrible things that make me hate everything in life <laughs> and they're also incredibly smart pieces yeah. of game game design yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that I are. hate and you're supposed to hate them and I hate them and good job Bungie you assholes. Yeah. Uh the other thing which I have been absolutely floored with in the best possible way is Sunset Overdrive. Really, I, I love the shirt out of I this like game. I like this guy. We should have him on more often <laughs> because every time I talk about any like console stuff, everyone's like, rah, rah, rah. Jimmy's like, no, it sucks, and and Wee Man's like, I have a is Wii it, U. Is it Smash? <laughs> <laughs> I have a Wii U. What? <laughs> what is that voice? Why does George? Why does George? Why does your impression of George sound like the King of Town from Home? star <laughs> I, can we can i hear that again can someone can you say that again except i have a big ass monitor i have a big ass monitor no that's not the no, that's not the i have a big ass monitor <laughs> okay, oh okay. My anyway God. i don't anyway. even know who's saying that but who i i appreciate it Okay, it's, it's such it's a, a voice. mix of Matt and I. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Anyway, so Sunset Overdrive. Uh, Sunset Overdrive <laughs> makes me not be able to play other games that are open open at all. Like I went to the dra- I went back in the Dragon Age Inquisition and I was just like stairway railing. I can't do anything to those. I have to walk. I have to walk up everything. Yeah. I can't just bounce. I can't just grind. I can't just swing. I can't just air dash. I can't, I can't even fucking roll. I gotta yeah. walk everywhere. And I yeah. was like, what? Is, how can I go back from this life of glorious mobility? Yeah, that sounds like going to 
any platformer after like playing a good amount of Dust Force is you're like, yeah, I, I can't run up this. Exactly. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was playing Saints Row 3, I, I, and I still am, I get weirded out when I can't like do a double drop kick straight through a windshield into a car. I have to <laughs> open the door and sit in the seat. Like what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Dude, uh, that's, and that's, that's actually gave me an idea for a thing, but like there's, there's been some really cool stuff in in open world games in general in terms of like how people how people have addressed the fact that they keep getting bigger and more ornate and and harder to find secret things because like in old school like gta games it was like well there's a big open area full of nothing and then here's this one part of the city and everybody knows this part of the city is the one place where you can go to do this one kind of thing yeah and that was kind of how it was like there was very centralized like central localized experiences but like in in Sunset Overdrive, I'm just like I'm doing whatever I want everywhere, and every little piece of the lo- of like of any location just has all kinds of different stuff to climb on and monsters to fight. And I I do I do think that it isn't as good of a when it, when you look at just combat, it it doesn't really hold up against other games that aren't open world games that are more focused experiences like like a halo or like like any other action or shooter game that's not open world but when you combine the traversal mechanics i mean i could just do this all i'm doing this right now i'm doing this (laughs) as i'm talking i'm just going through this city killing things for no reason it's just fun (laughs) is that is am i hearing the controller clacking right now (laughs) are you you shouldn't be able to it's under the table No, no no i think i think i've got it yeah so wait, you were playing <laughs> Sunset Overdrive that whole time? Yeah. Wow. Maybe I, I should. I, you no, should no, do it. No, no, it's, no, I'm not. Because uh, uh, I have a podcast to pay attention to. I am paying attention. <laughs> I've heard everything this entire time. I've been paying attention. I've also been watching. Uh, a, a, a guy just got the Ocarina of Time any percent world record, which is is, is everyone multitasking huge. right now? Except for I am. Me. I can't. I mean, like, okay. If anybody out there is a speedrun enthusiast, this is like, like this is such sh- a big deal. This is oh my God. just shy is it the of like a new moment of your life. It's like just so... shy of a new Super Mario sixty four world record. They might as well just make the game again at this point. <laughs> again, 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 again. Make it again, again. And Ocarina then of Time four D. We'll, we'll try Ocarina again. Ocarina of Time for Wii U. You, <laughs> <laughs> Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of. <laughs> Tume. Of Tume. Of Tume. Tume? This Tume. Is, you guys, these are really Tume. bad ideas, though. The Legend of Zelda. And, and, <laughs> and the new 3DS is not a bad idea. New uh, 3DS? It, look, the name is terrible. The name, yeah, yeah. Not not the, the system, the, the name. The nub, though. I'm all about I'm all about, I'm that all nub. about the nub. The nip? It's all I'm about be, the nub I'm life. Be, I'm going to be on nip. that nub. He didn't yeah. choose the nub life. <laughs> the nub life chose to throw Jimmy off of a building. Later, man. Oh my god! <laughs> now I have a Jimmy saying later, man, and he falls off the building. Falling off a building, later, oh, man. man. Okay, well, that someone, someone with arts, make that happen, please. <laughs> this is this is a hell of a podcast. Speaking yeah. of um, someone who made that happen, um, with with their art skills, there's a montage parody mm. that someone made of me. Unfolding a launch chair. <laughs> oh, I I, I didn't watch it. I saw it, but I didn't watch it. I need to watch that. So Matt, Matt, you remember the launch chair, right? Right. I recorded you remember, it. You remember right? the, the struggle? For, yeah, we recorded it three times from three different angles. Someone what? made a montage parody. <laughs> 
<laughs> slapping with, health with, meter. With like, with like dubstep and stuff? Yeah, yeah, with dubstep and, and smo- oh, sm- Snoop Dogg and smoking weed and... and when, when like I, turn down for what or yeah when when I wow. take the lawn chair out of the lawn chair bag like Smash Brothers percentage health system bars appear at the bottom of the screen <laughs> and you start you hear someone say I love Smash and I mean it might as well be me but anyways it's it, I I feel incredibly flattered honored and just overwhelmed with emotion to know that someone made a stupid montage parody about me it's you've, it's, you've it's, made that's it how you've made it as a person yeah, yeah, yeah. validation right there i know if someone makes a montage parody of you 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 are immortalized pretty like, much that shit is is your bust carved into marble <laughs> i don't think people realize the power they have to just make make like content creators days or yeah. lives yeah. Yeah. all you gotta do is draw us doing a thing that it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a quiz in in high school it was like they just if you do an, an english test they just want to know you read the book that's all they want to know and yeah. with us if you just make a joke and it's like oh that was in one of my videos you you remember you like that joke i love that joke i thought everybody hated that joke and the, the guy's like no it was my favorite joke so i drew you upside down for some reason it's so like I yeah drew, okay so i drew you next to that joke i yeah. here's the joke happening and then here's you and here's remember, me we're, we're high-fiving remember when i was talking about how the xbox would crash halfway through the noise oh yeah and someone made a video yeah. of the xbox boot screen but with the <laughs> oh my gosh it's what? so good i don't I even know what internet. that is. send me all of these things george please well, i want to i want to be i want to be a part of this i just want to know what your happiness was like you'll be able to learn all about that during this commercial break this is the day you have trained for the day you have studied for. Utilize your superior skills. Your superior intelligence. Sit down, Rodent! Oh, you will want Don't make me hurt you. Learn to defeat your ruthless enemy, Steve of Hackensack. Ryan, you're gonna get rude. Shut up, quadruped. It's thinking. Subject A. Good hedgehog. Subject B, Evil Hedgehog. Introducing Shadow from Sonic Adventure 2. Now you can choose to be Sonic, the good hedgehog, and try to save the world. Or Shadow, the evil hedgehog, and conquer it. What kind of hedgehog are you? Rated E for everyone, only on Dreamcast. Welcome back to the TOVG podcast, and uh, this is my first time ever doing that, so I don't know where to go from there. Well, I think, like, <laughs> you, you broke for commercials, so it kind of makes sense that you would, like, fix back in from commercial. What am oh, I, I even get it. This I is get one it. of you those podcasts. You should have made a fake segue, like, no, did you, as though we were selling an ad. I'd like, like, oh, I sure buy all those whenever I can. Right. Speaking of buying you- things whenever I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Might as well. Okay. Um, I I am am at this point in time, uh-huh. uh, kind of kind of of, of humbly accepting and and just like shamelessly buying any stories that sound like people wanting to ruin other people's time on the internet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. How much are you buying that for? 
<laughs> um, shame and sadness. There's because the, the, this news story, the first news story of this week, is literally about people ruining Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So okay, everyone knows what Lizard Squad is like, like this group of of DDoSers, and I guess DDoS like quote assholes. unquote hackers. I guess it like determines depends on who you uh, who you talk to whether or not this stuff is supposed to count as hacking. But anyways, mm-hmm. they <laughs> they DDoS the Xbox Live and the PlayStation networks on. Christmas Day. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Think of the children. Think of all the children who are not going to be able to download their hours of updates. Uh, least, unless they got a Wii U. Yeah. Yeah, I was about that's to say like <laughs> if 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 hackers bring down whatever network the Wii U is using, it would probably make those updates faster. Nah. Oh <laughs> shit. Iwata, are you okay? I know that one hurt. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to playing Zelda, but I'm not looking forward to the 20-minute update it's going to want to do when I put in that Zelda disc. Yeah, but what if they give you a little, like, NES Zelda to play while it's updating? Can you imagine? You, you no, that would be fine. Like, See, loading screen go. games are so underrated. Like, that's Bayonetta's most, one of Bayonetta's most brilliant ideas is, like, just turn on practice mode during the loading screen. It's fine. Yeah, no, one, it no one will hate you for it. Genius. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah, PSN and Xbox Live were brought down by Blizzard Squad, who's claiming responsibility on literally Christmas Day. The services yeah. were revived on Saturday the 27th, two days later, and, uh, <laughs> I love the justification. Apparently someone was able to get a quote out who's calling themselves Member 2 of Lizard Squad, mm. said they hacked the networks just, quote, because we can. <laughs> wow again like there's there's a there's a line that you need to draw between whether this is like hacking hacking or if this is like hacking because ddosing is not hard to do like like, you just run an ms like batch file and just leave your computer on and like i guess the way they do it is that they have ways of i'm talking completely out of my ass but i imagine they have some kind of large like network or or botnet of computers that are running um these scripts that are pinging servers over and over again enough to bring them down which Uh i guess would count as hacking but like the actual just like double clicking of the file to make the (laughs) computer ping the server is like apparently too easy to count as hacking yeah, no, I mean, like, it's it's definitely... According to commenters, it, it's one, It's like a step or two above, uh, above quote-unquote, hacking a Facebook profile where someone leaves it on and you post and you're like, yeah, I like butts. But then, like, it's like... A, it's <laughs> My name is Jimmy, step, I like butts. It's who, definitely who, who a step down. Though? It's Let's definitely a step down yeah, from Matt, hacking. Matt, okay, but what but, kind but, of a person, Matt, would, would <laughs> make embarrassing messages on someone else's computer, Matt? <laughs> what, what you, okay. What do you mean? Whether or not it's hacking is the least... It's so inconsequential. I, I couldn't couldn't care less it's still a shitty thing to do and no, they're shitty I, people that, that's what i'm saying though that's is it seems all like that matters it seems like this whole thing is like oh yeah we just uh, flex yeah we just did this because we could like all right cool you you just ruined, DDoS. Yeah, yeah like you, congrats like good one well nice, I, I don't understand high five great more more quotes <sighs> by member two also like give a very very familiar hacker justification that they uh-huh. did it to uh <clears throat> test and improve their network security yeah yeah oh yeah. Well, well, how do they know he's 22 years old i don't understand. I, I guess because he claims it i guess I don't oh hi i'm 22 years old so you can find me <laughs> maybe he he sent them a pdf of his birth certificate or maybe he <laughs> just said i'm a 22 year old member of lizard squad and i'm member two 
You know what? It was probably written by another hacker who was just <laughs> testing to see if member two would corroborate the information <laughs> in Dang. his hacked article. Dang. That's how meta we're getting right now. Oh, snap. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Hopefully this hopefully this crap will like will 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 stop. Yeah. Because it's there are, I <clears throat> it's a it's a it's a problem obviously like yeah. with with the servers. Like that we, we get it, you know? We get it that things can be DDoSed and that's a problem. But y- you don't need to push the point home anymore. We're we're done with that part. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really like, it's say what you will about about Xbox Live and PSN. For the most part, they work. They work plenty well. It would be nice if Microsoft would fucking share, but since they won't, DDoSing their servers isn't going to convince them to do that. Yeah. So unless you have mm. another torch to burn, let this one flame out and let's move on with our lives. Yeah. Moving on, Nintendo has bolstered their <laughs> lobbying presence for <laughs> issues relating to intellectual property, international trade, and anti-piracy measures. A uh, financial disclosure has revealed that they've hired Co-Groves Consulting to lobby the federal government, I guess this is USA, uh-huh. on issues relating to, yeah, international bleh, international trade, intellectual property, and anti-piracy measures, which, I mean, you know, like we all love the stuff Nintendo makes, right? But, mm-hmm. but as a company, they do have their shady moments that are related to all three of those issues and, mm-hmm. and uh, spending lots of money to try and get their way in in the law is is kind of a scary proposition like have you guys read about the rental games market in japan now it barely exists partly Mm -hmm. in part because of uh nintendo lobbying to outlaw it weird yeah that's that's a thing that happened That, that doesn't make any sense to me for them to do that in america where they refuse to sell games that people are still buying yeah you, yeah. you're, they are losing I, money every day on not N- selling Nintendo, more Ocarina of Time for 3DS. There's a lot of confusing stuff. And, and also, like, <laughs> region locking and, and like, uh, region not locking. releasing... Fuck region that. locking and also, like, not releasing a lot of games that a lot of people clearly know about and want. Yeah. Like, what was that, that big campaign a couple years ago that um, finally convinced them to make, like, 30 copies of Xenoblade and, and release it for Wii? That, oh, I don't know. There was also I forgot Pandora's what Tower, and um, yeah, there was Last that, Story. That, the Last Story, that one. Yeah. And, um, it was now, called the uh, something Trilogy or Trio or something. They're like yeah, not related, was, but a, they a were big, part of the same law. Like uh, I don't know, outreach, whatever you want to call that. And and I mean, like in terms of internet outrages, like bringing cool j- Japanese games over to to Western regions, that's like that is an internet outrage I can totally agree with and join up right. on. Like I signed Absolutely. a petition for Sega to make PC ports of of um, Bayonetta. I, I am all about having more awesome games and more platforms for them to be available on. Like uh, I guess Captain Rainbow is another one. Everyone wants Captain Rainbow, and Nintendo's like, what's Captain Rainbow? Yeah. I, I, I'm like that. What's Captain Rainbow? It's it's a game in Japan that everyone really likes, but they never released an American version. Um, it's hmm. it's a first party Nintendo stuff. Um, really? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. When when they polled um Japanese audiences during the development of Smash, their number one most requested character from the Japanese market was Captain Rainbow, and I think in America Rainbow. that was how Mac got added in was was from a fan poll. But I, don't, I wasn't, like, super following Nintendo back then, so that may be wrong. I don't know. Someone will make an angry post in the forum about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyways, speaking of international trade law, like, Nintendo region locks their consoles hard. Speaking of anti-piracy measures, they also have released a bunch of statements asking Western governments to crack down on pirate websites. 
And I guess, I don't know, do I want to fold the whole games rental market in Japan into that sort of thing? Maybe. Does that count as piracy? Does renting games count as piracy? Renting no. games would no. probably like it to be, but us probably don't consider that piracy. No. I, I mean, think the game was purchased. Does. That's yeah, the, it, 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 it was purchased. Yeah, but that's the same logic that um, <clears throat> I, I would think would debunk a lot of like corporate apologist claims about the secondhand market being talk, uh, being counting as lost sales is because someone still had to buy it in the first place, right? But no, not according to, to people who are richer than me. I, I guess I, I guess like if, if you want to look at it in terms of uh, it, it not being a used market and also it not being piracy, then the rentals per rental, they'd have Nintendo would ha or anybody would have to get something from rentals. Like, for instance, if, you know, every time someone did Redbox of Mario of Smash Bros or whatever, <laughs> right, then Nintendo, got Nintendo, the Nintendo would have to. I mean, like, oh, it, I'm just talking about in terms of if we wanted to eskew oh, rentals geez. from all of the other things which already exist, that would be a way to do it. There was yeah. news like that last year when Nintendo said they wanted to start a partnership program with YouTubers when really they it, it could also be accurately described as a YouTube tax to Nintendo. Right. Yeah. To make YouTube videos about Nintendo because because previously they would just um copyright claim them and take away all revenue so yeah uh this is it's a little nervous i mean i still have faith in my government to not get wined and dined by nintendo enough to take away a uh, a market that i feel is fairly fairly healthy and free enough right now i'm angrier at youtube i guess all the time than i am at nintendo but still <laughs> yeah. still 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 well, it's it, it's a little troubling but it's not they don't mm. they nintendo also doesn't have a lot of pull right now mm. like if if nintendo says something to our government and microsoft says then nintendo's basically just gonna go home <laughs> maybe because it's my because it's, it's microsoft even if i mean even sony at this point has more pull out here just because their their consoles and their influence on our market is way more it's more influential than the than nintendo's is right now just by virtue of sales and interest and mind share yeah yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, the world is getting better, right? Mm. Right? Mm. Maybe. Um, you, you were talking about the Master Chief Collection earlier. Yes, I was. And since you were talking about playing it on or before, were you playing it on or before mm -hmm. December nineteenth, yep. two thousand fourteen? I sure was. Why do you ask, George? Because recently, on December 19th, which was like, you know, before two weeks a ago, which was last time we did the podcast. Yeah, a whole year ago, um, the developers announced <laughs> that they're going to be offering all players, literally all players of the Master Chief Collection up until that point, which was December 19th, um, a free month of Xbox Live Gold, and then nameplate Avatar. <laughs> But also future free map packs for Halo whatever 2. they want to do with uh, there was one, Halo 2. It's, it's specifically one map. It's Relic. Oh, really? And everybody, yeah, they, everyone gets it who has the game like registered to their account or mm -hmm. they've played it and, and it says that they, they've played it in their like activity at all. And then if you've played online at least once, uh, then you get ODST for free. But it's not... A anniversary ODST. It's not the the nope. full treatment, and that's yeah. the catch. It Correct. is it is a port, which I guess is like you know better than no game at all. But it's well, uh, 
It's free. I mean, they like, were pretty clear about it. They actually yeah, said, yeah. I mean, and who knows if we want to believe it or not. I guess I really don't. I have no nothing against believing them because I have no reason not to. <laughs> Halo but they said believe. that. Bully, yeah. Oh, come on. Best, like, one of the best campaigns. Anyway. Oh, anyway. Uh, ODST. It, right? Okay. Anyway. Anyway. ODST. ODST. Uh, they said that they actually ha- had no intention of ever putting that out on the on the Master Chief collection. They said that they we, we it wasn't, quote unquote, on the roadmap. Well, well it's not and, a Master uh, Chief game. Yeah, exactly. So it's not unreasonable to think yeah. it wouldn't be in the collection of Master Chief games. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I'm just, I don't know if I was going to be met with skepticism or not, so I wanted to qualify that. But you said before we started recording that they're adding Reach to the Master no, Chief. J- Jimmy said that on. No, no, I, I thought it was Reach. It was it was ODST. Oh, I was okay, mis- okay. misinformed. So, so I would love for it to be Reach. I don't know why they didn't. I frankly, okay, I I don't know any of it. Obviously, I'm not Microsoft. Right. It makes sense to only put just the main Master Chief Halo games in there because. They had because Reach was incredibly popular and it had nothing to do with Master Chief and Halo Four was a, people were a little sour on it yeah, and yeah. obviously Master Chief was was a really big part of Halo Four yeah and so was Cortana and <laughs> if people didn't like Halo Four as much I don't know how how it sold compared to the other games I haven't looked but either way Halo Five is again is a big it's a big deal Master Chief's like his his position right now in the plot. And the with the lead up to what he's going to be doing is important yeah. for people to understand that. So it makes sense that they would say, just in <clears throat> case you didn't care, right. because we tried, we fucked the multiplayer. Just in case, here is all of his <clears throat> shit again. I mean, like this, this is this goes back to the thing I was saying about Nintendo uh, before the break, which was like they're releasing, you know, this updated Halo One, this updated Halo Two. For the kids who started with Halo 3 right, to be exactly. able to experience these things fresh and like on par with their current games so that it doesn't feel like they're like trudging through, you know, some outdated retro game. Right. Because, you Especially know. Especially for Halo 2 because it wasn't on the 360. You, right. could, you could get Halo 1 on the 360 either in old form or in the remastered form. Like right. they had Halo, Halo 1 as a download yeah. for years, for yeah, years. Yeah. I mean, this, this Master Chief Collection is essentially... The I, the big sell for me is uh, remastered Halo Two is like oh, it's, yeah. that's it's like beautiful. the thing that this brings God. to the table. Uh, mm-hmm. But on top of that, I guess my point was it it totally makes sense for them to just have a Halo hub that just has every Halo game on Xbox One. There is no reason not to put them all in the same ecosystem. Despite the fact that they've already branded this game as a Halo mm, Master maybe Chief Collection, wanna, maybe yeah. they just don't want to. They like, might blow not want to. Right. They might not want to. And I, I get that. I get that. But in terms of like, hey, here's all the Halos. If they're all on one system, that is a good it, thing. It is. Yeah, if they're I all mean, on one some, disc. At some point. It might be good for us, but maybe not so much for them. Like, not like, for them. I mean, I hate to use a term like they don't want to blow their load, but like spewing all don't. the games out at one time and then not being able to reap more of those sales later in the long term is uh, is probably why they don't want to do Absolutely. that. And I mean... I guess, like, the effort of, of remaking them all in the style of the anniversary games like they did with Halo 2 and also Halo 1 anniversary would just be, like, a hell of a lot of work. And and for games that aren't even that old, like, what else is left now? ODST, which, which was 7th gen, and Reach, which was, like, very advanced 7th gen. The thing, they, yeah. they couldn't mm-hmm. even fit it all on the disc. You had to download, like, a two twenty gigabyte uh, download. 
I didn't yep. know that. Right after. Yeah, it doesn't. It does not all fit on. I know the they're disc. using Blu-ray. Like yeah. Blu-ray yes, is supposed to have a, a gillion gigs. I don't know about a gillion, but it's got a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. got more than you would have expected to have. It were already required oh, two discs, God. and we just started the generation. Meanwhile, <laughs> Nintendo's weird discs are like twenty something gigs, which is like yeah. surprisingly small, I guess. Yeah. Game sizes are so weird. The crew was seventeen gigabytes, and I thought that oh, was awesome. My God, but <laughs> it has a gigantic ass like America map. That. Whereas Wolfenstein, which is like Corridors, is forty gigs. I just I don't even. It's, yeah. uh, I guess, how many how many cutscenes and sound files are compressed. Like, that was the Titanfall reason, right? Was they yeah. didn't want to compress the audio to um, uh, save on performance. It was yeah. better for Perf to have a stupid large file size. Yep. Yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much the, the meat and potatoes of it. DC yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have their justification, but games that are under 25 gigs, which is what the Nintendo, whatever, Nintendo's proprietary disk software is. By the way, I guess that counts as another one of their weird measures to prevent piracy is, is having their own disk format. Yeah. They oh, feel so well for the, It works so well for the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast. <laughs> well, that's because the Dreamcast, it turns out it could just play regular CD-ROM. Right. <laughs> yep. Oops. Oopsies. We yeah. forgot about that part. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, I still yeah, do it now. <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh. A lot of people do. Yeah. I'm gonna take out a, a Wii U GD-ROM and just feel it. Okay, it's hard to put your finger on how these just feel different, but they do. They, they, it's because the edges are smooth. Yeah. Oh, it's so the beautiful. The edges are smooth, but it's also it's like a so little nice. lighter. Lighter, I think. Yeah, yeah. The the shiny side of the disc has some kind of like dark gray tint to it. Mmm. It's, it's not a perfect mirror reflection. Anyways, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, does it? Nope. Um. <laughs> One but last like news story, and not a lot of stuff happened over the past two weeks because it was Christmas. Yeah. Everyone was gone, and they were busy time traveling into the future last night. Uh, um, but one last thing that I thought was kind of cool was that there is an Android version of KOTOR available now. Yeah. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, that's Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, oh. it is old at this point, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, my that's god. Pretty old. That's ex- it's that's 2015. Xbox. That's 12 years old. Yes. Because it came out in 2003, right? On the original Xbox. Oh, my God. And, and my big complaint here was, like, how do they make an immersive, large, single-player, high-fidelity game? And I got to remember, no, KOTOR's not, 12 years old now. T- technology has caught up. Yeah. I'm watching oh, it now. Geez. It actually looks pretty decent. It looks. It, I, I used to download all these type of games, all the Star Wars yeah, games K- for PC. KOTOR has aged well. Yeah. Yeah. I never got the chance to play it. Maybe now for five bucks on my phone, I'll pick it up and try it out. Well, if you're playing it on your phone, it's it's not the best environment Android. for KOTOR, I don't imagine. I mean, not Android, tablet. Why did I say Android? Yeah. Yeah. Is is it a action RPG or is it just traditional RPG? It's pause and play RPG, which I, in that case, I could imagine working on a touch screen better than a lot of other genres because... Oh. Um, you would just kind of have a big chunky pause button and leave all the little annoying buttons as things that you would um, want to press when you have literally all the time in the world to to move your fingers around where they need to go and point at them. Like one thing that really confused me earlier this year, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, we might have skipped this one, was the Bioshock uh, cell phone port. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was a thing. That's right. Which, which I cannot imagine playing... Bioshock, or most any first-person shooter on a touchscreen. Yeah, no, that that, but, that would have to be something. Like, like, the gameplay would have to be slowed down. Yeah, which in Bioshock also is like a slow, immersive, high-fidelity experience in the same way Kotor is. But Kotor, I'd imagine, might be able to make this transition a whole lot easier because of its uh, kind of point-and-clicky interface from the first place. Yeah, 
it's like missing a stick. Like you need a Circle Pad Pro for the 3DS for certain games. Like it just it doesn't feel too right. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's a lot worse. I wish I knew what that was like. Yeah. Like, like that was the like necessary peripheral for Kid Icarus. That's another weird thing I'm experiencing about Nintendo games. A lot of them like want you to have a peripheral, like this this GameCube adapter for Smash. I feel like I have an incomplete game because I don't have an Amiibo and, and a 3DS and this GameCube adapter. Spend that money. Spend that no. money. No, this is the first console I've bought in eight years. I am a very fickle individual. <laughs> wow. Actually, but you yeah. wanted that smash, huh? Mm. Oh my god, yeah. I, actually, I bought it for Bayonetta, yeah. you but you I ended up. <laughs> I ended up like, I smash is totally a system seller. It should have been. Oh, I don't know yeah. what I was it, thinking. It, yeah. it, it, I should have bought it for Smash, not Bayonetta. You gonna do? Well, you weren't thinking about it at all. You were like, "Well, I'm gonna go back to my Elite Dangerous after this, and I won't have to worry <laughs> about such silly shenanigans like what? a bunch of hurdy do Nintendo characters bopping each other on a big old square." But as but it turns then, out, I, I it have turns out you love that. I have no excuse. I can play it in in the bed. I can play it in my office chair. I can play in it in the bed. You can play it with the hat. You can play yeah, it with the cat. bathroom. I, I can play it with the cat on a you hat. Can play it in on a, a house on a mouse. I heard play bathroom in there somewhere. So I, I'm, 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 <laughs> oh, this yeah. is this is toilet games right now. Has the Wii U reached the toilet now? No, oh, absolutely. No, oh, hell yeah. I pl- I've no. played my fucking. I have. Hell yeah. Fucking Advance Wars. Well, I don't need t- Okay, like. Turn based. On top of um, Matt, next time you come over, do not be afraid to touch the gamepad. It has not been in the bathroom. <laughs> mine, mine has. I'm telling you that right now. I keep it clean, but it's been in there. But I've always had, like, a weird phobia against, like, using electron. I, I don't get. Like, do people really do that? I do. It I my just 3DS. told you I, I did, like, 40 times. I ain't gonna lie. I With do my 3DS, that. I take it in there. I'm like, yeah, Kirby. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna not remember that the next time. I'm just you gonna. I'm just gonna. Play gonna your 3DS. To just give you a solid straight answer, yes. I, t- I, I have can't a believe clean you guys. bathroom. I have a. Who cares? The bathroom I won't is clean. Take my cell phone out while my butt is out. I don't want to have a butt <laughs> phone. You, what the? <laughs> I don't want to contaminate it. I've never heard something so ridiculous. <laughs> if so, if someone if you have your phone out and oh, someone pants you, they pants you. Yeah. Okay. Look, you have your phone out and someone pants you. What happens? Your phone explodes. You're like, oh <laughs> shit! I gotta get a new phone. My phone's completely destroyed. It's got ass particles on it. Oh god. The particles are floating through the. Air. I mean, your phone's not safe. You have to keep it in a closed container. In that fucking, in that fucking, (laughs) with that argument, your phone is never safe. All of your stuff is covered in ass right now. Constantly. Yeah. Ask a dog. You're in a constant state of being covered in ass. They'll be like, yo, there's ass everywhere. (laughs) Be realistic, guys. I am. I am being realistic. We're being so real right now. Do you, don't this, don't this contaminate is... your expensive $100 electronics with poo air. <laughs> poo air. Poo air. Poo air. I'm not Just, even going to fucking... Hey, how about the community segment? <laughs> da, 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 hey. da. <laughs> that a, that, what, what a way. Yeah. What a way to end the introduction to the what, community what a, segment. What a after way such to a it. shitty discussion. Ah. Uh, uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is one of those podcasts. Yeah, that's yes. because Jimmy and I are here. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what happens. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Okay, I, what? After this, I'm watching your Zelda video. Even though I haven't played the game, I, I need more Jimmy and Todd in my life. Great. Aww. Anyways, 
<laughs> Animatic 121 <laughs> asks, Jimmy, who's your favorite character to play in Rebirth? Aside from Isaac, I'm partial to Azizel myself. <laughs> I love that Animatic kind of almost sounds like Solid Snake. Almost. Animatic. He was going for it. <laughs> Animatic. Um, well, okay, my favorite character to play is probably Judas, because he's the quickest to get started with good damage and stuff. And uh, Book of Belial gives you a free devil deal on every floor, so that's pretty nice. That's about it. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't know what those words mean. Yeah. yeah. It's a good game. You know what, Jimmy? I, I, was... I keep. I take everyone's word for it. Every time I play that game, I go, "Ah, this sure is a game," and then I can't play it anymore. It's like Dust Force in that you have to put it. It's. I it fell is an in love inverse, with Dust Force immediately. Inverse relationship between how much time you put in and how much fun you get out of it. I, I believe that 100%. Just going to say that after like so many super fast games that, that require so many inputs at such a fast rate, it's like killing my hands. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to install Dust Force like soon before the next podcast, just so I can talk to you guys about Dust Force. Dude, I, I have a extra copy. Do you want one? No, I ha I've had one on my Steam account this oh, whole time. I can play that shit, dude. Because yeah, there's play like that shit. 500, like 230 something games and... I am installing it right now. Actually, I shouldn't because it might give us lag. Never mind. I'm right. Installing Steam. right after. The, but once the... I load, right, right. Once I yeah. load up Steam back, then it will literally begin Dust Force, and you can just bug me until I I play hours of it. I will do that. Okay. I'll make okay. sure right. I do that. Okay. Um, Good. Next question. No way, Ryan Tatum, an old favorite, asks yeah. a very scary question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Still making YouTube videos? And then who would you love to collab with most? Which is a much less scary question. Yeah, that's a less scary, scary question. Yeah, that's, that's less scary. Uh, well, let's go around. Let's go around starting with Todd. Ooh, me yeah. first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, that's, that, is, that is kind of a scary question, yeah. I guess. Five years from now, I think I will still be producing video content. I don't know what that will mean in terms of like my channel or what or what else that means but i think that i'm good enough at it that if i had to take it somewhere else i could mm. and i would get that position if i if, if if i was qualified i think i could get it and mm. and work it for however long i needed to so i the answer to that is i'm going to be doing something will it still be my channel maybe but at the very least there will always be video not always most likely there will be video games until i'm dead <laughs> and i will want to talk about them until i'm dead, dead. <laughs> so yeah. for as long as i can talk about them in a fashion that i feel is worth people's time should it be shared then i will continue to share it huh and uh as far as who would i like to collaborate with <sighs> a lot of people yeah that's a that's a big it's not scary so much as it is big <laughs> um hmm Let's. How about you guys answer the first part, and then I'll come back and answer the second Sounds part. Sounds good. And Sounds then good. there we go. All right. Uh, so let's go, Matt. Right. Let's go, Matt. Well, um, I, I, I just like making videos. So I, I guess I would love to try to stay within that area as well. Like, I feel like things might change in five years because you never know. Like YouTube didn't exist until like I don't know, like. Was it nine years ago? It's about about seven, seven years. Seven years ago. ago, yeah. And I was like, some things could change. Some, you know, some other website might happen, or SOPA might destroy everything. I don't know, but I would like <laughs> to uh, stay within the same field in in video games because I just I, I love talking about video games. I love yeah, um, editing and and doing funny stuff like any 
I would like definitely like to be in the same spot. I mean, it's always good when you're making money with something you love doing. So I mm. would love to be in the same area as well. Same thing of uh, what Todd said. Um, person I would like to collab most. Like I'm gonna pick someone like far out there that that would never happen. <laughs> I'm just gonna pick Jontron. <laughs> Yeah, do it, man. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah sure. Make it, make it happen. <laughs> that would never happen. No, okay, hold on. You say that, you say that. At SGC this year, I literally told Shane, who does Did You Know Game, I said, I'm going to be useful to you at some point. And I voiced that Jet Set I did the whole Jet Set Radio video myself, man. I made that shit happen. Yeah. I mean, obviously, oh, you know gave me the opportunity. Yeah, did you know gaming? Right, yeah. Oh, this is before so, you started I mean, your channel? Or this is after? No, no, no. Like this year, this year. Before I, I knew Shane at all. Uh-huh. And I, but I told him that. I said, I'm going to do it. And when I started, I said, I'm going to do that. I'm, if I get there, then I, I don't know. I got there, as all I'm saying. Yeah, so well, my point like, is, you, you can make it happen. You can <laughs> you gotta, make it happen. I'm looking forward to going to MAGFest, um, seeing if anything useful comes out of that for, for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like... Just getting involved with the community is, is, I guess, a really important way. Well, for five years, I don't, I don't have like a really happy answer because, um, I don't know if I'm gonna want to keep this up for five years. Like the bunny hop schedule is is really demanding, and I don't think it's sustainable in the long term. Like spending a lot, a lot of time to like squeeze out a video really, week. really thorough video once yeah. a week that gets like thirty to fifty thousand views every week. That's like that's not how people who do make a living on YouTube make a living on YouTube. They like yeah. make a quick video a day that gets thirty to fifty thousand views every day. Well, um, I think actually I was uh, it was Shane actually did you know gaming that was talking about this because he, he got a lot of questions that were asking like about making money on YouTube and like what's the model. And so he was like, well, a lot of people have a misconception that like you know anybody with X amount of subscribers is making a living, but like I think he said like the bare bones number like the bottom is one person running their own channel completely by themselves would have to have 200,000 subscribers and be uploading once a week to make like with like a decent amount of views like 100k per video to make like enough of a living to live off of just themselves but like you know you never know what's going to be in your life you might I be definitely have a feel you George. or something like cuz i've been thinking yeah, about yeah, that too, lately but- since i moved into the new place i'm like is YouTube really like I enjoyed so much, but then like you spend all this time editing and, you know, and it's taken away from other things that you you might do. And you're like, man, yeah, you know, a regular job, yeah, but that's, even though that's I hate part it, of, I mean, that's you know? that's part of what I was, I guess, what I was thinking about in my response as well, because you kind of I, th- I think a lot of what's going to happen is a lot of people such as ourselves who can't do this and other people who show up and they want to do this and then they realize that they also can't do this because mm-hmm. they grow right. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to become there's going to become a demand for that kind of content and then people will pay will pay people such as ourselves for it or they won't. Like, Either it'll be it'll be worth ha- getting back once it's gone and people will pay for it or it won't be and it'll go away. Like in five years, I'm going to be a hell of a lot older I don't know if I want to live in a tiny, dirty apartment downtown <laughs> when I'm like five years older. I don't know if if I mean, I'm going to have to, you know, have have health issues and stuff as people get older. And this mm-hmm. like clearly what what I'm making right now with both Bunny Hop and my day job is not going right. to be able to to sustain me in the long term. Scary truth. Like either I would have and, and we were talking about this earlier yesterday, Matt, when we were filming. Yeah. 
about uh if if crazy youtube money happened to me what i would do with it and i think my like immediate answer i didn't even think about it was like pay for grad school right. and get a real job right because wow. <laughs> i don't have yeah no like, this is why i say i don't have a happy answer to that question like yeah. on top of all the like incredibly weird legal issues going on with youtube there's also the problem of like running out of ideas for bunny hop eventually the audience growing tired of my same old shtick like in five years that those things could happen Happen, mm. but there's also the prospect of me like having to live five more years like this you know the, the other scary thing is that people get laid off all the time so you say a real job and then when you really look at it well, people get that's why i don't mind that i've already spent so much time on bunny hop right. because i still like wherever i go I, i'll still like have an audience and fans and if i do get a real job i mean i'm not going to totally abandon them like i would just yeah. do something that's lighter i would make lighter videos not as frequently i would still play with them i would still I, maybe i'd get into streaming in that case mm. but i still like love it i love the the connections i've made the fans and i get along really well like i'm one of <laughs> the i guess kind of lucky youtubers that doesn't have awful comments on every video which like astounds me yeah like whatever i'm doing george i, must... I hate you and your opinions you should think better and stop hating oh, yeah, the things no, i like don't get there me wrong go. that happens but like <laughs> you know how the top <laughs> comment on every youtube video is like either it's either berta lovejoy or just someone saying like lol that butt is stank and yeah. th that doesn't happen to me for some reason i don't yeah. know why i guess i don't it, even I, I just uh, I, I, I want to keep Bunny Hop around five years from now, but I don't know if I can retain my same schedule and level of quality five years from now. Yeah. And, and I also, you know, I don't mind being poor as shit right now because I'm young, but I don't want to be poor as shit forever. Forever. Course, yeah. That I think that's I think that that is at the heart of that question. Yeah. Is I don't I, I want to do this now. And also, and also it's, it's, it's to be fair and, and just, I mean, like in terms of, you know, not having a happy answer, being able to create, run, manage and and uh, you're still learning help, skills help, while you like, do it. Uh, brandish yeah. your country, your, your own uh, channel is an incredibly marketable skill mm -hmm. because old people don't know how to do it. Yeah. And they will absolutely pay you to do it if you can do it for them. It just it's just a let <laughs> unless they yeah. actually make games. There's a lot less interesting of a thing. And, and to it's do. kind of funny how but they pay more, how the skills I have learned doing bunny hop have been really useful at my day job and how they're they're liking me for it on, a, on mm -hmm. another certain level. But yeah, I I still <laughs> don't have like I'm not an optimist about that about mm. about what Bunny Hop might look like in five years. Hmm. There you go. Oh, and uh, I guess I my answer to be who who I would collab with would be Satch because uh, oh that's we, weird. We, I was thinking we about need this. to collab Satch yeah. and you and, know because that could realistically happen. He's like right <laughs> over there. Yeah, he he won't he won't freaking. Just stop being awesome for five seconds I, so we can make a thing together. I, I thought about, about Satch's, though, I, is that Satch has a real job. Right, so. right. <laughs> see, Satch, Satch, Satch has a <laughs> real job. <laughs> yeah, see, like, like, I don't think anyone would be angry too. if I said in five years if I got a real job but still kept Bunny Hop, I would just be like Satch and, like, make a video yep. every two months instead yeah. of a week. And, and it would still knock people's socks off. People be running out with no socks, so it's fine. As long as they yeah, ain't got yeah. no socks on, we're good. Yeah, yeah keep the socks off, kids.
<laughs> One last question, and then we'll be wrapping up. Matt CDT, Matt Matt C, Matt Visual asks. You you know who you are? No, Matt CD forty two. This guy plays Street Fighter with me every now and then. He's really Ooh. cool. Uh-huh. Um, says for some reason your future gender neutral child has learned to hate video games, but you are their parent. God damn it! So you have one shot, one chance, one glimmering moment to take a chance and make them see the light. What game do you force them to play? I know my answer. Your your answer is uh, gonna be shovel. Everyone knows. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's gonna be what? Shovel Knight. Knight. Oh, okay. I mean, like my my answer to their like their like leading question that forces me to answer a game would be Shovel Knight. But my actual answer would be I wouldn't force them to play a video game. Oh yeah, yeah. I would I just mean, encourage them to follow whatever they're interested in. I, I would give them Shovel Knight, and if they don't like Shovel Knight, I just like give up then. Yeah. Shovel Knight is like it's it's I, the start off point. I, it's the quint it's the quintessence. I feel like I have to like. If I have to know the kid, like what what is his interest? Yeah, you know, I have, you have to I know have your to know own kid. Yeah, you know, like I would, <laughs> I might start him off with Mario, or I might start him off with Elite Dangerous. You know, like never know, like what. Okay, <laughs> you're starting your kid off with Elite Dangerous. I stuck that in Come just, on for now. just for you. Just <laughs> He's gonna be he's gonna be a grandpa before he's twenty. <laughs> well, yeah, like you definitely gotta know like who you're dealing with. <laughs> you definitely gotta know who you're dealing with. I, That's a my answer would be would be a little bit different. I'm actually gonna go with Bastion. Ooh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna That's, go with Bastion, and what, I what I love platformers. A mature one. It is a little bit more mature. I'm still gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bastion because I like the deep fantasy feeling that Bastion gives mm. that I don't get from Shovel Knight. Not because it doesn't, and not because of the graphics or anything. It just it's not selling. The game is not being sold on that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bastion is a much more atmospheric game, I guess. No, yeah, I, get I, you. I feel like it is. Not that Shovel Knight's not atmospheric, but Bastion is like, damn. Shovel, uh, Shovel Knight I, continuously reminds you that it's a game where Bastion doesn't doesn't necessarily do that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Hmm. And they're yeah. neither neither one of those things. I would say is like better or worse. It's just how their style of tackling the game. Absolutely, that's amazing, that's reasonable. But yeah, I think I think that would that's what I would pick. However, with that though, we must now wrap up. Mm. Boo! I know, as, right? as I as I pick up some toilet paper in Sunset Overdrive, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you've been playing. You mean you haven't been looking at the at the Word document with the I, meticulously I, I, crafted <laughs> podcast outline? I read it earlier. I've I told guiding, you I've podcasted for three years. I've guiding I got, the I, discussion I every second. Jeez. <laughs> uh, okay. Fine, Todd. I guess. I'm gonna, I'll point you at my uh, my previous producer, and you can you can tell him about about you, you'll this. You'll point he'll, he'll me be... at your previous producer. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, P-P-P. alliteration is in every one of my videos. You better get used to it. Get used to it, son. Said Todd to George. Um. Anyways, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this was a fun this was a fun one. Yeah. Really, I really like what we went through. Yeah. And if you liked it too, be sure to rate us five stars on iTunes. Share us with your friends and uh, stick around for next week. Mm-hmm. I Only hope... the good friends. <laughs> I, I, I'm not picky. Have a good week, everybody. Happy mm-hmm. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy I hope New you. Year. I hope you made the the time travel safely. It's been a whole year since we've seen each other, after all. Yeah. And uh, I I wish everyone the best for this whole new year in front of us. Yep. Bye. 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 Bye.